Java, this is your last chance. Free us or die. <laughs> this is Return of the Pod. Many boats and welcome to Return of the Pod, a podcast where we discuss and celebrate Star Wars and much, much more. Every generation is a legend. Every legend is a podcast, and this is ours. I am your host, Brian Silliman. Joining me are the greatest co-hosts in the galaxy, starting with Caitlin Bush. Hello there. And Captain Matt Romano. Greetings. Now, Matt, right before we were, right before the Hammer Guy started banging on on the anvils for us to start. You were you were really hot to talk about something. Lay it on us. What did you what's go what's yeah, going Matt. on with you? Yeah, I mean totally not Star Wars related, but it just kind of like really made it's me a, excited. It's, a ja- it's adjacent. It's, it's adjacent. It's, it's Disney, nerd. I guess. It's nerd stuff. It's, yeah. it's Diz it's nice. it's, it's, oh, it's Mouse House. <laughs> it's the Mouse House. I'm talking about uh the Deadpool 3 announcement. Yeah. Uh, which said that uh, Hugh Jackman is joining the cast and looks like Wolverine is back, baby. Hey Hugh, you want to play Wolverine one more time? Yeah, sure, Ryan. Wolverine, wow. the OG Wolverine. The After OG what? Wolverine. What twenty years of playing the same character? Logan, Logan, Logan comes out. Yeah, everyone makes a huge deal of the fact that he's never going to play. It's the end. Yeah, Logan again. Yep. And it takes one call from Ryan Reynolds, and he's like, "Yeah, Sherman." Sure, yeah, like Michael cool. Jordan. He's like retiring three times. You know, he's getting pumped right. full of aviation but, gin, and he's back. Well, you know, it's like crazy. you know, a lot, a, a lot, a one call from Ryan Reynolds, and I'm sure a boatload of money from Disney. Yes. Oh, oh yes. Uh, also, Patrick Stewart also said that was the last time for him. And, Logan. and we just and, saw oh, yeah, that recently. Um, yeah, yeah, look at true. him in the old uh, multiverse of madness. I saw a great meme. That was like Al Pacino with the Wolverine claws. You know, like every time I'm out, they pull me back in. They had that video yesterday. It was like, yeah, I'll do it. And then there was another one today. Yeah, that was like, well, how is it possible? And they said, okay, Logan did happen. Yes. Like he does die. This is, but you know, you break open the multiverse, anything's possible. Anything's That's possible. why I'm so excited to see what happens. Like, I, I, is it going to be a fake out and like maybe he's not playing Wolverine <laughs> or he's, he's playing he's like, playing, he's <laughs> playing Ralph, Ralph Boner. Yeah, exactly. Or he's playing a version, he's playing a version of Wolverine that we see in between everything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I, I still either am f- fully behind that. And Hugh Jackman is Wolverine. It's, it's hard to separate because my first introduction to that character was. The first X Men movie, yeah, and, I think for I think for a lot of people, absolutely. But then l- reading the comics since then and seeing the shorter version, I'm really in the have Danny DeVito do it club. <laughs> yeah, oh my gosh, yeah, yeah. Can I offer you a nice egg in this trying time? You're in the short King Wolverine mood. But, oh yeah, but if 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 it's not Danny DeVito as Logan, then just just bypass that completely and just use Laura Kinney. Have Daphne Keene. There you do go. It. That would be fantastic. I really have been, um, I've seen, you know, so many fan casts, et cetera, et cetera, about who should play who. I would love to see Taron Edgerton as as Wolverine. Mm. Yeah, I've seen that. And and he's got, um, I love the Kingsman movies. Oh, my God. So, yes. Same. Um, I'd, I'd be I'd be up for that. But the, be- the best part about this, the Deadpool three, is that like, I feel like we're going to get Wolverine. But it's not. It's going to be like goofy, fun Wolverine. Like I, I think Hugh Jackman said a while back, he wanted to see like Wolverine in a musical. 
And I hope yeah. this is it. I hope we just get some singing and dancing Wolverine. Crazy off and the walls. And you know what? Can you imagine Hugh Jackman at his most Hugh Jackman getting to play Wolverine and in a musical? <laughs> exactly. That's like the peak exactly. of his everything. Yeah. Brian, do you have a yeah. little uh, Wolverine the musical in you? What would that sound like? Do you have it? Not to put you on the spot. What would that, what well, you know? I get up in the morning and the claws come out. Hope there's no one in the bed with me because I'm immortal and I heal. But the filly in the bed, not necessarily. Oh, the claws come out. The Coffee goes on. It's a new day. We Wolverine and the claws are coming. <laughs> Big finish. Big finish. Oh, the claws are out and the coffee's on. I'm Wolverine well, and it's a open. whole new. Yeah, there we go. Yeah. I think I think we got it. Beautiful. Disney pay. <laughs> and he turns just like, now that I got your ear, <laughs> name's Logan, also Wolverine. <laughs> now don't get me going on about beans. We'll be here till next Tuesday. <laughs> Look what you've started, Matt. I'm sorry, okay. Well, anyway, really excited for Deadpool 3. Sounds fantastic. You, Jackman, it's gonna welcome back. It's going to be great. It's going to yeah, be a musical, does. apparently, well, now, guys. You know what's also been fantastic for you this week, Matt, probably even amping up your excitement, uh, is man. staying with you yeah. all week, as promised, has been our reprogrammed Imperial Interrogator Droid, uh, AZ-00, also called a zoo. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Um, you know... Uh-huh. Uh, Matt's house is, is an interesting place to be. Um, there are a lot of sounds. Um, I don't have olfactory nodes, but I'm sure there are a lot of smells. And, uh, you know, you, you know, Matt picks up to things at night and during the day. Wait, there's and smells the and you're worried about what I'm doing at night? Why don't you tell everybody what no. happened to the Roomba, okay? The, the well, Roomba, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It was going around. I, I thought yeah. it was making a pass at me. Oh, a pass? Oh, you thought it was making a pass you know at you? Saying. Okay. It was making a pass at me. Yeah. You got me into watching Sex in the City season three. So all It's of the sudden, best I'm season. That, I mean. And I'm like, does this Roomba wanna, you know, go places with me and intimacy is scary. Wait, wow. are you telling yeah, me, well. as, 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 are you telling me that you're a Samantha? Is this uh, what, what you're well, talking about? No, the Roomba, if anything, Samantha, but you know, <laughs> I wrote the Roomba out of the show. I was, okay. I was so... Yeah. This is a good glimpse of what was has been going on. Absolute chaos. This ball is just floating around all the time. It drives me nuts. Harassing everyone. Yeah, exactly. As you're fine, everyone's fine. Thank you, Kendra. Yeah, and I would like to say you did ask for this. Oh, it's true. It's between Brian and Caitlin. You see what I'm putting up with here? It's abuse is what it is. It's well, abuse. It's not fair. It's Caitlin's turn. You're going to Caitlin's house next week. Oh, honey, I mean, I'm. Uh, if he yeah. wants to come to Missouri, yeah, come and join yeah, me. It's gonna no, be great. I'm not, I'm not going to Missouri. I've got another week at least with you. Oh, all right, um, all right. So uh, we'll all look forward to that. But you know, you do what you do you at night. That's what I guess right as you. I do me in my own house if that sometimes makes sleep, any sense. <laughs> and as does his, and, and then y'all drive his. each other. That's yeah. your pool quote. <laughs> Put it on a poster. All right. Anyway. Okay. Thanks, Az. Um, Thanks, Az. Delightful, yeah. Azu. Let me just say in terms of uh, <laughs> this house in this neighborhood, you are not missed. Okay. We're recording <laughs> on September 28th, 2022, and we're ready to jump in to episode four of Andor. I've been in this fight since I was six years old. Woo! But before we do, let's toss it to Caitlin for some news on the march. News on the mark. Why, thank you, Brian. Uh, we got one big news story today. It was announced 
couple days ago. So I mean, we're 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 coming not mm-hmm. in this super hot, but mm-hmm. it's it is hot. Uh, our beloved James Earl Jones, long known as the voice of one uh, Darth Vader, maybe you've heard of him, has officially retired. Yeah. As the voice of Darth Vader. You guys, mm. you guys hear about this? We did hear about yeah. this. So yeah. It's a pretty big deal. Yeah. Big deal. Uh, the good news for those who are worried about potential of Darth Vader joining us in future projects, his voice will continue to be heard in the role. He has approved the use of new technology, mildly terrifying, that mm-hmm. allows his voice to speak new lines without him having to record anything because he has recorded so much content over the past decades of his life that they have the technology to create new lines in his voice using AI. Crazy. Horrifying. And horrifying. Well, yeah. horrifying. Also, that's what they that's what they did in Obi-Wan. Yeah. Just didn't realize it. Yeah. Right. And also that's what they did with uh Luke for Book of Boba Fett. Yes. And yeah. granted they they do, I will say they do have Full approval from James Earl Jones to do this. They're not just stealing his voice. Contracts were signed. I'm sure there were a lot of lawyers involved. But uh, rest assured, the great James Earl Jones will continue on as Darth Vader upon his hopefully not death. I think he's probably immortal. I'm going to tell myself that every single day. Yep. Uh, but we're, we're going to continue on with him. Yeah. Yeah. And 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 I'm sure he will keep us personally updated. Yes, of course. Um, Our best friend, he's, he's Mr. Big, Jones. He's a big yeah. listener of the show, Lord Jones. As yeah. Sometimes Lord, we call of course, him, although of course. he never really likes that. He never likes that title. He always just. He's <laughs> but like, Brian insists. Yeah. Every like, single just time. Just call me the Great White Hope. It's like we will. We will. And this is like uh, only going to keep happening though. Stuff like this. Oh like, yeah. You know, it's like like what other characters or people are just going to be immortalized in AR or forever and ever holograms. Yeah. Forever and ever. Like a this hologram is happening. Of Tupac was only the beginning. Oh folks. yeah. Yeah, exactly. Like, I've seen the Tupac hologram. It's crazy. And I like, believe it, it. it's only going to get better that stuff. So yeah. it's kind of crazy. Yeah. Well, between this and some other things and the unreal engine and the volume and, and some virtual reality we've yep. seen, we're like how far away from a holodeck. Yeah. Oh, I mean, well, holodeck. I would say, like, you know, twenty years. <laughs> you, just, you just turned into Charlie Day. Holodeck. Holodeck. Yeah. All right. All right. Now you're talking my language. Is this a bad Terrifying. time to break to the audience that we're all just not real either? We're just all. Get in the holodeck. Eh? Well, no, you guys Man, are. Shut up. They're not real yet. The secret's yes. been out that I'm a Cylon for quite some time. Oh, you're something else. Yeah, definitely. But you, you're but you guys. No, nobody worry. <laughs> They are real. I am a Cylon. There are many copies, and we have a plan. Caitlin, does that go. do it for uh, for this segment? And that has been News on the March. And what wonderful news. Well, actually, no, it wasn't wonderful news at all. But <laughs> it's, it's, it's terrifying, It's a very honestly. well done segment. Okay, with that, we're going to charge into episode four of Andor. I've been in this fight since I was six years old. This episode is brand new, and we don't want to spoil you for any of it. So be warned that we are about to get into severe spoiler territory. Okay, Werner Herzog. Uh, is still refusing to return to the Come show. on, Werner. Come on, Werner. Yes. Come on, no, dude. I, he's not even taking my calls anymore, but wow. I did find a substitute oh. for this week. Okay. Oh. Um, don't 
Don't be so happy about it. Mm. It's um, there's rock bottom and then there's this. Oof. Oh, no. Um, I can't believe I'm about to do this, but everyone to uh, sound the spoiler klaxon, please welcome Klieg Lars. Oh, no, no, no. Come on, little Klieg. No, Klieg, no, no. Yes, no, I'm happy to do this. Nobody has asked for this. There's only so much help I can be of since it smells. Is it his leg? Since it's the gotta loss be the leg. Head, yeah. I haven't right? been able it's to be leg. much help. You know, those Tuscans, they walk like men, but oh now it's time to right, sound right. the spoiler yeah. accent. Great, oh please. Thank you. Thank you. I'd take you on a magical train, but after oh the loss God. of my leg. All right. All right. Yeah, all right. Yeah, all right. Come on. Yeah. Caitlin, if you, would, if you would, please. There's a clear order in which to watch Star Wars Andor, Season 1, Episode 4, and then listen to our podcast. And also, Caitlin, if you wouldn't mind. Get out of here, Lars. There yeah, it is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Jeez. Ah. Terrible. Come on. All right. Worst character. <laughs> <laughs> wow. In the Return of the Pod universe. I'm really, I'm really. I don't, I don't think that's at all true. a lot true. of animosity here. No, no, here. no. There's, there's worse we've characters. Had, we've yeah. been, he is, at least he's from Star Wars. <laughs> You've had some really bad yeah. ones. <laughs> um, anyway, here we go again. Punch it. We've all done terrible things on behalf of the rebellion. Wouldn't you rather give it all at once to something real? Andor season one, episode four, released on Disney Plus on September 28th, 2022, directed by Susanna White and written by Dan Gilroy. We're not on Ferrix at all this week. Mm. So no Marva, Bix or B2. But we do get some new characters and some new storylines. We definitely see the highs and lows of the rebellion experience as well as the bureaucracy of the empire that kind of allows all of that to go undetected. A lot of bureaucracy. A lot of bureaucracy. I love, love it. I love, love it. it. Honestly, There's genuinely. one line yeah, in genuinely. particular that I, that I immediately thought of Matt Romano, and we'll get to it, but I'm pretty sure you know exactly what I'm talking about. <laughs> I think so. I can't wait. Let's just all say right. everybody at the ISB is working on a dick. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. Okay, so first and foremost, Luthen drops Cassian off on the planet Aldani, which is where the episode takes its name from. Before that, he drops the line, wouldn't you rather give it all for something real? And okay, I'm working on it. I'm Ruth no, working that was on good. my Stellan. That's yeah, good. that was good. That's been in the workshop. Yeah, it's yeah. coming along. Brad, yeah, I like that's, it. that's nice. I do say so myself. Maybe coming soon to the spoiler klaxon. Who knows? Maybe. maybe. I mean, <laughs> maybe I can get him. I don't know. <laughs> get right. We'll see. It's we we can we'll only some contracts. See what his team all thinks. All we can go yeah. is, is up. There are there are lines in the water. We'll just say. But anyway, that line. I think you both agree. Someone's saying that to Cassie, and there there's some wee bit of foreshadowing for that's you in there. I think so. <laughs> a little bit of foreshadowing. Um, he leaves Cassian with a small rebel cell on this planet, and he is not allowed to mention Luth- Luthen at all. He says one thing to Cassian, who has to take the name Clem, which is Marva's husband, we, his potential adoptive father figure. We don't know yet. He tells another thing to the rebel Vel Sartha and says that the guy he's about to introduce her to is completely expendable. So Vel, by the way, is played by Faye Marseille. Viewers might remember her as the waif in Game of Thrones. Yeah, I, I recognized her. The episode alone has at least three Game of Thrones veterans in it. Yeah. The returning Hein, who's played by Rupert Vanistart, who played Yon Royce. And ISB head Major Pertigas is played by the great 
Anton Lesser, who played mm-hmm. Kyburn, mm-hmm. one of my favorite yes. Game of Thrones Yeah, he was, he was good. So it's a little little bit of a reunion on our hands. <laughs> um, even though I don't think any of them share a scene. No. And they didn't on Game of Thrones either. <laughs> like <laughs> ships in the night. I mean, uh, the show very much feels like very Game of Thrones-esque. You know, I know mm. we're going to get into it, but it's like the slow burning. The, the politics. The slow the, burns. The, yeah, the, yeah. Politics. Yeah. Well, absolutely, Matt, especially in like who who's telling the real story, who's yeah. playing who, yep. what, who has a, a, a nesting doll within a doll, within a plan, within a plan. Yep. Absolutely on that. Spies everywhere. Trust no one as a character brings up. Yep. Now, this is not these these rebels that we that we soon meet. They're not rich. They're even worse off than the, than the ghost crew. They're living off roots and stuff that they've scavenged. They are really hungry. And here comes another mouth to feed, which is the last thing they want. Aside from Vel, we have Lieutenant Gorn and the wide-eyed Karis Nemec. They are planning what they all think is a suicide mission, which is on uh, yet another Imperial Depot, Depot, Depot. And they have no astromech, so they plan everything with a very crude model. And one of them actually <laughs> apologizes for it not being to scale. And I couldn't help but think of Doc Brown. Where he's like, yes. I yeah. apologize. I didn't have time to paint it or do it's it. Great, to scale. It's great, Doc. It's great, Doc. It's great. Now, what are they going to say? They're for time travelers. Darling. First question What do we think of this small rebel cell barely scratching by on Aldani, Caitlin Ambush? I'm incredibly intrigued by these people. I hope that we get to spend a little bit more. And we obviously will now that we have Cassian with them. But I am I want to get into the nitty gritty of each of their little backstories. And I'm afraid we won't get as much time with each of them because there are so many of them. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'm I'm incredibly intrigued by these people. I'm sure that number is going to get whittled down. Right? Just a little <laughs> yeah. bit, maybe. Yeah. I'm thinking uh, a little bit of death. In destruction yeah. in the future, maybe? A little bit of death in the future. <laughs> Matt Romano, same question. This little rebel cell living off roots, what do you think? Uh, I love it. It's, I think it's just fascinating because I think they allude to this in the episode that like there's these small pockets of resistance and cells popping up and they're not connected yet. Yeah. Like yeah. they're just this, this, you know, everybody's just doing whatever they can to get to this like common goal. Without even realizing that they're all the ones with the same goal. That there's so many people that are that have the similar dream and the similar vision. Yeah, because we have two other prominent rebel leaders of other cells are mentioned, which we'll get to in a little bit. Yeah. So, yes, they're all very, very separated. They're all in different pockets. And another thing that I, we, we see definitely, we saw a lot of in Rebels, but really so much here because of the spycraft at work. Nobody knows who anybody really is. Yeah. We've already talked about Luthen is like, do not mention me. Right. It's everyone's on a need to know basis because if they get captured, they can't share any information. Reminds me of how Fulcrum, Mm, nobody knew mm -hmm. who Fulcrum was. And they were in fact, multiple Fulcrums. We didn't know it at the time. Several people have, well, two on Rebels used it, Mm -hmm. but others, Cassian himself eventually will, will be a Fulcrum. If that's something we see on the show, who knows? Mm -hmm. But you don't know until you need to know. And you have to earn that. And falling asleep while you're on Night's Watch is not a way to do it. <laughs> Question, Matt Romano, Karis, this kid um, who gets a little bit of a talking to, 
Gonna live through the next episode or not? Oh, absolutely not. He's not gonna make it. Hot take. <laughs> I hot disagree. Take alarm, I, don't I know. disagree. Yeah. I think he, I don't think it's a hot take. I asked Caitlin and Bush. I think in, he will live, and I think he. But I think he is going to be responsible for someone else dying because his Ooh. his attention uh, lapses, and therefore that we got to build the guilt. We got to oh, build the, I like the drama. That. Yeah, or someone's gonna die saving, protecting mm-hmm. him, or something. Exactly. Either way, he's gonna come out of it with guilt. Because this specific actor, you don't cast him um, if it's just going to die in another episode. I wouldn't think well, so. Who's this no. guy? What's he What's he been in? What's this? It's Alex Lothar in the role who has been in a bunch of stuff, but I remember him very well from the show Matt Sensor at the Ready, The End of the F***ing World. Oh, um, I, uh, that dude. Okay. The lead on that. And yeah. he's, been in a lo- he's been in a bunch of other stuff and he's so hot right now. Oh, so, so hot. hot. So hot. That Hansel's so hot right now. So I don't think you cast him for, uh, you know, just a guy. I, I like this notion that something he's he, he either fall asleep or do something the wrong way or whatever. Or for Someone whatever is going to die as a result of his existence. Yeah. In some way. Up the model though. Yeah. The sizes were all uh, wrong. We, Not there we the go. Scale. So now we can't, we really can't. <laughs> Doesn't fit through the door. Marty, it wasn't the scale. Look what happened. Way to go. Kid. Now I'm going to end up in a blacksmith in the old shop in the back. Over a matter of 80 credits. $80. Oh yeah. Credits. Yeah. No. Um, so, Question now, um, Matt Romano. Oh, hit me. Yeah. If you were in the rebellion, Mm -hmm. would you rather serve with a cell like this, these people in the woods, brown bagging it, going on a doomed mission like they're about to do, Mm -hmm. or would you rather be in the middle of a nest of vipers and spies constantly having to watch your back like Mon Mothma? Ooh, I think I'd rather be in the woods, honestly. I would not want to be... Anywhere near the now, Senate right now. Now, think of what this now, now it's like full, no full belly. You're, yeah. you're eating roots. Mm. Last I checked, you didn't like eating roots. That's true. That's true. You know, the last camping trip we all went on, Matt was yeah. really picky about all yeah. Yeah. The last Let camping us not trip. Forget. Yeah. yeah. But I'd probably end I mean, up joining the Empire, to be honest. I don't know. You'd look good in. <laughs> wow. I, honestly, I to love it. To the shock yeah. of no one. <laughs> Caitlin and Bush, same question. Woods I, or fancy dresses with a I'll take the I'll always. take the vipers. Wow, yeah. Viper, I've been I've been train I've been training for this. I'll I'll take yeah. the, so the you mom, pretty mom, much want to play high the highest stakes survivor. She's strong. Let's yeah. do it. Let's do oh, it. She's Mentally, the mental for my mental fortitude <laughs> is better than my ability and desire to eat roots yes, and go on yeah. a what I thought mission. you were about to say is your mental fortitude is better than all of the three of us, <laughs> which is also true of the three of true. us. There's no question yes. that you would, you would succeed in that the best. There we go. I've been training for this my whole life. Gentlemen, I'd show up. It's like, who wants to hear a story? <laughs> oh, what is this needle thump? Okay, well, speaking of Mon Mothma, she gets brought in, played once again by Genevieve O'Reilly. So nice to have her back. Love her. So nice to have her, her fashion. And Matt, do you know what her favorite subject was in high school? Math. Mon Mathma. (laughs) Damn. Uh, You might say she's a Mon Mathematician. Wow, that can't be. You also might not. A joke. Yeah, see, I'm not lasting six seconds on Coruscant. <laughs> oh, okay. my God. Well, she is part of our grand return to Coruscant, a planet that I think we all remember. Just going to branch off here for a second. 
Great to see Curacao. Oh, beautiful. Yes. The, minute, the minute the place and the name popped up. It was lovely. It's, it's been a hot I second, got excited. hasn't it? Yeah. Got, it got excited. I, I, I thought kind of we'd have been there sooner, but I'm just happy to be back. We, we both happy to be back on Curacao. Oh, yeah. That, that rolling shot of Dex's Diner, you know. Wait, Dex's Diner? Wait, was the diner in the show? No. <laughs> no, but wouldn't it be great if it was? Oh, you're, you're, you're yeah. doing a bit. I'm doing a bit. <laughs> wouldn't that be great? Obi-Wan. <laughs> There's so many spies. I'll be right with Mon you. Mon Mothma. Here's your booth. I have a burger for you. Uh, hey, Mon Mothma. <laughs> you want a cup of Java juice? Okay. Anyway. We meet Mon Mothma because Luthen goes to Coruscant to meet with her. He jump, dumps Cassian off and goes to Coruscant like all of us have done. But he doesn't necessarily go as himself. Before he leaves his ship, he puts on a wig changes into a fancy robe, puts on some rings. He starts smiling and laughing. And then he goes into some kind of art antique gallery that he's the curator of. So my question, is this the real Luthen or is this just another guise that Luthen can put on? Caitlin Ambush. I think that maybe this is where Luthen initially started out however many years ago and has realized that this is an incredibly convenient cover as he was slowly radicalized and realized that, that he was a person who needed to be a part of this movement to stop the empire from taking over everything. So do you think his life began as say an art curator? I think, I think his life began, I think he's well to do. Initially, I think he he very much is a uh, as as I was saying last week, I get a very Bail Organa, you know, grew up in this very privileged space and and realized that this was a, a good cover to continue with. But instead of, you know, being the the ruler of a planet, he's the curator of an art gallery. <laughs> it was not what I was expecting. I, I thought he would go in and, and be a senator, whatever. Yeah. Instead, he goes in and he's an art dealer. Yep. And it's so it's also you don't think it's he was, you know, from the bottom and worked his way up. No, the art I, world, I get on So it's like he got in one little fight. His mom got scared, scared and says, you're going to be an art curator on Coruscant. There we go. Exactly. <laughs> See, yeah, you put it. That's, perfectly. that's not what you yeah, yeah. you don't think that's no, true. No. OK, Matt Romano, what do you think on this? Yeah, no, I also think that he probably I agree with Caitlin. I, I get the vibe that he kind of grew up in a world of privilege, slowly radicalized. And now he's using his. It's privilege for good, you know, and obviously yeah. being this like rare art dealer, he's good at finding things. He's well-educated, you know, connections, connections. Yeah. Historical artifacts, historical artifacts. Do you think, well, there's one thing in particular that's very personal to him that we're going to get to in a little bit, mm-hmm. but do you think maybe he has a couple lightsabers hidden in the back Ooh, room? Maybe. Undoubtedly. Maybe. Undoubtedly. Right? Undoubtedly. Maybe some holocrons or something, you know? Ooh. Yeah, a couple, couple of holocrons. <laughs> you got any of those in the back? Know. Yeah. Maybe maybe a in couple the, of Japur snippet necklaces. <laughs> yeah. Ooh. It'll bring you good fortune. There we go. Yeah, a Cal Courier, too? Well, yeah, Mon Mothma says that she has a new person to bring into their circle, much to Luthen's dismay. It's the it's now he shoved another Cassian into the rebels and they like they didn't want another mouth to feed. Now she wants to bring someone else into what he calls their circle. And he doesn't like that because it makes them all even more vulnerable. Here's someone else who could potentially spill the the, the be- spill, spill the carcan beans all over the place <laughs> or give them up. Who knows who to trust? Bail Organa would already be in on all of this, I would think. So any guesses about who else this person could be that she's talking about? 
Hmm. I don't know. I, I I'm I'm gonna say somebody new. AP five. <laughs> yeah, sure. AP Let's go with that. <laughs> I I think I agree with Matt. I think it's I think it's someone new. I can't. Somebody new. I kind of hope that it's someone kinda, new. Yeah, I, really, I don't know who else they can ham fist. I'm in enjoying here. the ham-fist. the additions of these characters. <laughs> Do you think it's potentially someone that we've already seen in these first four episodes that we that actually we think is an imperial, but is actually a sympathizer, like Cyril Karns? I was going to say, do you do you think that, Brian? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Is that no, what you're going to say? I'm the one asking the questions here. <laughs> well, now the tables have how the tables turned the turntables, <laughs> Brian. What do you think of this? I'm just thinking it would be interesting if if say that 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 sergeant who swears ended up. Being you just want him to say shit again. Well, like you don't. Yeah, <laughs> that's true. <laughs> um, I'm happy to say that it's now time once again to play the game that is burning up the internet. Yeah! That's right. Woo! W- welcome back to another installment of What Didn't I Miss? Okay, so Caitlin and Bush, welcome mm. to the game. Ah, thank you, Brian. As always, Matt Romano, welcome. Happy to have you. Happy to be here. Thank you very much. Happy. Always, always a pleasure. Always a pleasure. On board. Honor and a pleasure. What what we're going to do is this. Um, I'm going to run down a list of Easter eggs and references from this episode. Some of them are very obvious. Some of them are also obvious, but not as much. Caitlin (laughs) will give them a yay or an eh. And Matt, with his trusty pen at the ready, will tally all of them up. And when we're done... We'll see how everything adds up. Everybody good? Love it. I'm excited. Are we ready? Very clear. Yep. Okay. And one, two, (laughs) three. Cassian mentions that he once fought on Mimban, a planet we see in Solo, and is also the planet where the book Splinter of the Mind's Eye takes place. Yay. Mm. We get the first appearance of the classic going to hyperspace lines on this series. Yay. Coruscant. Yay. The Ryloth sector from the Clone Wars of the Bad Batch gets mentioned. Yay. Mm. Scarif from Rogue One gets a mention. Yay. Mm. TIE fighters are seen as well as another one of the speeder bikes that is right out of Return of the Jedi. Yay. While Luthen is playing curator, he tries to sell Mon Mothma an Utapauan monk cudgel. Utapau is, of course, the planet with the big sinkholes where Obi-Wan fights Grievous in episode three. Yay. Ooh. Mon Mothma refers to Chandrillan custom because she is from Chandrilla. She is the senator from Chandrilla, and that planet will eventually be the first capital of the New Republic. Ooh. Yay. Okay. I believe there's a mention of Arvala 6. We, of course, see Arvala 7 in The Mandalorian. That's where Quill lives. <laughs> Just do it. Yay. Give it a yay. Yay. Yes! <laughs> Sorry, I didn't mean to bum rush the yay, but we're so close. The Rebels mentioned Saw Gerrera and how he wouldn't tolerate Karis falling asleep on watch. Yay. Sly Moore is a guest at Perrin's dinner party, Mon Mothma's dumb husband. She is the pasty white Umbaran woman that we always see on the platform right next to Palpatine. She is one of his closest advisors and not somebody that you'd ever want to have at your dinner, especially if you are secretly in the rebellion. Yay. Luthen's blue kyber or sky stone is as far as I can tell brand new. Yay. The hammer guy from the first three episodes is known as the time grappler. Yay. And we're out. Matt, how did we do? First of all, time grappler. I like that very much. That's good. That is cool. Um, Let's see. We have one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve, thirteen. Yays. 
One was kind of forced, but 13. It was definitely a, a yeah. peer pressure. Yeah, yeah wow. it was definitely a peer pressure. Yay, but good job, Brian. This was an excellent round. Yeah. Honestly, oh, wow. I am impressed. This is the best round we've ever yeah, had. This yeah, this is the best round you've ever had. There's always going to be one that's peer pressure because I don't think you ever want to give a perfect round. So you're I, like, That's the thing. I don't want to give a perfect round. You know. You, like, you no. love Queel, and I know I that do. you like Arvala 7. I'm a big, I say it time and time again, Brian. You can quote me on this. Yeah, I not love the fifth Arvala one, seven. not the five. Who knows about our Arvala 6 yeah. or Arvala 5? Yeah. Yeah. But you know, Arvala 7. This is Arvala 5! <laughs> Arvala 6 exploded. Um, but who knows? Anyway, I want to just mention for a second, Luthan, when he talks, he gives this the necklace. Um, it's a signet of some kind. He calls it a Quarty signet and made of blue kyber. He calls it sky stone. I looked I it was beautiful yeah. for something on this. I didn't find a reference to what this is anywhere. I think that it might be brand new, but a couple things. It evokes probably for you guys as well. It made me think of um, Lyra Urso's kyber necklace from Rogue One. Mm-hmm. Yep. Absolutely. Um, but also, I, I get the feeling that of all the things in Luthen's life, this is one thing that is, is real. Not it's real. This is this is if there's anything real about him, this is like he touches this and he remembers who he really is. Right. Yeah. Would you guys agree? Yeah, I, I agree. Yeah. yeah. It's like, and it might even be spiritual because it's it's some sort of kyber. Yeah. You know what made me think of, especially because mm. they call it they called it what sky. Sky, sky stone, sky, sky stone, sky stone. Made me think of Star Wars visions and that one story oh. where, like, you know, the kyber crystals are in the atmosphere and they like kind of grab them yeah. from, uh, or they're out of like outer atmosphere. Oh, in, in the ninth Jedi, in the ninth that's Jedi. A, yeah, that's where a really that's the, a good uh, connection. Yeah. yeah, I doubt that they're connected, cool. but it just made me think of it. You know? No, but it's it's a nice little. Uh, yeah, oh, I had I hadn't thought of that, yeah. but it's cool. Oh, you're, yeah, there you go. There there are other forms of there's there's like a kyber that isn't really kyber it looks like kyber but it isn't in the book master and apprentice mm. so we've had other forms of it before it's based on a jedi prophecy when the kyber that isn't become glows or something i forget what it is off the cuff but this could be a really fun addition in any case i think the possibility of luthan actually being having being spiritual which is likely tied to somebody he knows and loves dying absolutely which is yeah. if anything can turn someone Matt, you would know. Turn someone from art, rich art curator to full on put it all on the line rebellion, including shaving your head and getting into wigs. Yep. It's He's you really know, into the wigs. death it's of somebody wig. who gave you a sky stone signet necklace in there. But especially he says to Cassian, I'm, I want that back. Just know it will always be worth more to me. I want it back when this is over. Yeah. And for another, <laughs> who knows what the properties of blue kyber or sky stone are? You know that kyber crystal, as we know it, has a lot of mystical properties besides just being able to power a lightsaber or a Death Star. It can, a Death Star weaponry, I should say. So who know? I, I hope we, I'm, it's really interesting little tidbit. Yes. And I hope we and learn it's really more shiny. about the Sky Stone. Because he wants that back. I want it back. Right. And it's going to be really sad when like he's like laying like Cassian's like watch it, standing, watch it, man. standing over Luther's dead body. Dead being body. Like, no, laying, here it is. Laying yeah. the sky okay. stone back on it. his corpse. And then he okay. dies. Right. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. No, no, no. A couple things. The name is Luthen, not Luthen. Luther. This is not a BBC show starring Idris Elba. <laughs> I'm not the best with names. You if know? It, uh, yeah. Again, shocker. <laughs> No, but um, I love it's Luther, no but it's Luther and he's go- he is yeah. going to live through yep. the entire series. Okay, 
Is this a hot? Is this a hot take? I think this might be a hot take. It's a hot Ooh. wish. Hot it's wish. A hot, it's wish. A hot wish. Another hot yeah, wish. Yeah. Never die. Uh. Never die, Luthen. Never die, Bix. <laughs> Never die, Marva. Uh, I'm just gonna interrupt here because I finished the research that you had me doing. So there are more tidbits to share. Um, starting with uh, Luthen's Kuadi signet is a partial reference to Kuad. Uh, that's an industrial planet that is referenced all over the canon. Yeah. He also refers to the signet celebrating the uprising against the Ritakan invaders. And this is a reference to Knights of the Old Republic. Ooh. Yeah, um, the Ricotta. Um, not to be confused with the American way of saying the cheese, the ricotta were a technologically <laughs> advanced species that, as far as we know, are developed hyperspace tech using the Force. The Jedi led an uprising against them in the Old Republic time period, and they won. You know, oh. so good for them. Okay. Also, because you obviously didn't notice, Luthen's gallery <laughs> also contains a Keldor mask, a helmet that looks like the one worn by Starkiller, a Twi'lek Kalakori, a Mandalorian breastplate, and three slabs of rock that have inscribed images of hands on them. They look very similar to the stones that Ezra Bridger uses to unlock the secret of the Mortis mural in season four of Rebels. Remember Remember? Yes. With yep. the hands of uh -huh. the father, daughter, and yep. son pointing in different directions. It's how mm -hmm. he opens the, you know, the world between worlds. Yeah, my favorite. You know, mortis uh -huh. and all that. <laughs> okay, I just thought you'd care. I do, uh, yeah. But, you know, you do you. Okay. Keldor mask. Plo Koon was a Keldor. Do you think that it's his mask? Uh, nothing indicates that, but you can believe what you want. Okay, uh, but does that mean that Rakata is canon now? Uh, from just a reference? I don't know. If you enjoy it, it's canon to you. No, because that would mean that Knights of the Old Republic now is firmly and beyond a shadow. Just, you know, you do you. Wow. Wow. Enough. Okay. Oh, good lord. Okay, wow. Okay. Jeez. Okay, well, thank you, Azu. Yep. As you were. Okay, back to the actual discussion. Uh -huh. Uh -huh. Now, the third part of this episode is another, it's not a, the deepest cut, but it is something we rarely see on, on screen. It's based around the Empire, and we get a lot of time with the Imperial Security Bureau, a.k.a. the ISB. They've long been a feature in books and comics. I believe they were first mentioned, another one of these concepts that was first mentioned in a source book from West End Games. Wow. All the way, like, so long ago, the first time, that's how you get the name Coruscant. Mm -hmm. That's how you get so much of this stuff. All right. About half of Book of Boba Fett <laughs> from these books. Um, who jibs didn't come from that book, Caitlin, so don't worry. Oh, okay. Oh, thank um, God. But we, we have, uh, we, as I said, they rarely get any screen time, but we did see former Admiral Ularan, who we know from the Clone Wars. So, yes, sir. He was retroactively made to be in A New Hope. You see him in the conference table in a white uniform, mm. in the white hair, and mm. they retroactively said, that's you, Lauren. He now works with the ISB. But he shows up on Rebels. He has, in a white uniform, he's working with the ISB, and he's on the hunt. So in that episode, he wears the white uniform. But that's not all. I mean, that's really in terms of ISB that we've seen on screen. That's the most prominent one I could think mm. of, was you, Lauren's one episode of Rebels. Yeah. Um, they will get a mention here and there, but not much else. 
Also involving the Empire, Cyril Karn making everything worse uh, has become an excuse for the Empire to come over and take over the corporations. So well done, Mr. Karn. Uh, he also, we see a little bit of him. He goes home to his mother, who's played by the great, the great Catherine Hunter. Oh, my. She is oh my God. just one of the best around. And she slaps him. And right then in the face. Him. Mother. Immediately <laughs> need more of this guy's story. Yeah. I mean, yeah. uh, yes. Gosh. I was just that's. I was yeah. just going to ask: Is this it, or or we'll be seeing him again? Matt, is this the end of Cyril Carr? Absolutely not. The, the, he is back. He's going to be being slapped around by his mom. It's going to be great. I can't wait. And I bet you you would say he's going to live through. <laughs> he's definitely going to live because he's and got a mama that loves him. Yeah. <laughs> retroactively, we're going to cut to him flying, you know, in with Lando and Rise of Skywalker. Yeah, exactly. They're going to get him on the volume. They're going to put him in next sitting on Lando's lap. Yep. Look, the next Lego Star Wars Arbor Day special <laughs> is Cyril Karn. Look, you don't get introduced to someone's mama and then have them immediately just not in the show anymore. Oh, so. yeah. Barn darn Cyril Karn. Do you agree, Caitlin M. Bush? Absolutely. Yes, he's going to be a major player in this. And I'm looking forward to watching him flip. Yeah. Me too. Yeah. Now, now I think it's obvious, right? As soon as we yeah. humanize him with his his mother in the picture, that in my mind immediately like a switch flipped, and I was like, yeah. the moment with Catherine Hunter was nice because I'm like, not only is his mother, it's Catherine Hunter, but at the end of the third episode where he turns around with tears in his eyes, mm. I didn't feel bad for him at all. No, no. You brought this on yourself, you dildo. Oh yeah, he's an idiot. It's like, yeah. I think his mother is going to show us very much why he is the way he is. You know, oh, yes. And if her first reaction is to smack him in the face. Yeah. In the face. In the face. If anything, she's going to be like, why couldn't you find that man? Get back out there and get him. And then he's going to go out on his own and do it. You know? Yeah. Oh, really? Yeah. I don't know. going to be on that? I don't know. Maybe. I, I, this is this is more of a Caitlin question, but I thought of you instantly when I saw this yesterday. Somebody, I think it was on Tumblr or somewhere else. It's like knowing Star Wars fans, it's only a matter of time. Before and it was Cassian next to Cyril. Oh God! <laughs> oh, you're right. Oh shipped. no, you're so right. I hadn't mm. even thought of that. It's and yep. And based on some of my recent time on Tumblr, it really is that's, only a matter of time. That's gonna happen. That's that's you are. Send yep. us all of the art, everyone. No, <laughs> or return of the pod. Or conversely. Don't send us any. <laughs> or don't send it to us. No, you're Caitlin right. People Bush, are going to ship Caitlin it so Bush, hard. Do you want to see Cassie and Cyril smut? No. No, I me think neither. I'm good. I didn't. No, I, I think, didn't. I think I'm okay without it. So within the ISB, we meet Dedra Miro, who's played by the great Denise Guff. So many amazing actors on this show. I can't believe it. And she is somewhat similar to Cyril, although much better at her job. She is, again more prominent in the ISB itself. She's not a corpo. She does things her own way, plays by her own rules, and she goes on instinct. And if she feels like she's going to go investigate a Death Star that could have a weakness, she's just going to go and investigate it, whether she's allowed to or not. This is not what Major Pertigaz wants. However, he is more interested in her filing her, and I quote, Quarterly reports. The minute I heard that, I thought this is why the Empire loses, and I also wanted to text Matt Romano immediately. TPS reports, meetings with the Bobs. Your thoughts, Matt Romano? I mean, this is—I love it because I love the—I love the bureaucracy. I love the the corporate, 
nature that is the empire. Like I get, I get like, like in the weeds with the details. I love this stuff. I love like the nuances and just the, the, the day-to-day life of, of regular people in star Wars. Like, you know, the fact someone's at a computer terminal with a bunch of beeps and boops, Pumping out quarterly reports <laughs> in Arabesh. I love it. I love it. Give me more of it. <laughs> so it's not the flying in spaceships. No, I it's like not it both. The lightsabers. I like it both. It's not the running around with equally. blasters. To clarify, Matt he likes Romano's, it equally. Yes. Matt Romano's Star Wars fantasy is sitting at a computer. <laughs> Look, because that goes we all know that's what we would be. But that's what we would be. Let's right, be right. honest. Be for yeah. yourselves. No, that's no, not we what I would be. be. None of us would be Jedi. None of us would be Sith. We would all I would be absolutely these dips be a Jedi. Just I would sitting. Have, I didn't say. I'm not saying I'd be a good Jedi, <laughs> but I'd be a Jedi. I'd be one of the worst in the order. But you'd be the janitor Jedi. I would. Ew. <laughs> um. But I, I mean, I wouldn't be filling out quarterly. Well, reports. I'm not saying that necessarily. That's where I would be either, okay? No, but that you know. is where the guy was eating blue noodles, so I think that adds <laughs> into it. You know, there's I just like a the lot. Blue noodles. There is something comforting about it. Yeah. I, 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 I kid, but I do, I see where you're coming from, Matt Romano, because there is something something very comforting about that. But I guess it's now that they're overseeing everything, yeah. the entire galaxy, it's some things are going to get lost, and they really get lost in the paperwork. And what they really could use, though, is and Caitlin, tell me if you agree. Is they really could do with a little less of the quarterly reports and a little more of someone like Dedra who works on Gut Instinct, because also someone who works on Instinct is Thrawn, mm. even though he's very strategic. But if he has an instinct, be it tipped off by art or something else, he's going to go with it. Yeah, and so that's why the Emperor values him. But of course, they don't go with his Tie Defenders; they go with Big Death Ball. This is a smaller scale thing. They're not following her instincts. They want TPS reports. Well, and it's very much like we were saying last week uh, and like was being said in those first three episodes. They are so big that they can't see past their own ego. Yep. And therefore, that will be their downfall. Yeah. They can't, too, big to, too big to fail. Yeah, exactly. And so they, they uh, you know, are blowing smoke. Uh, and they 100% will be the 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 cause of their own downfall because they refuse to look outside of these parameters that they have set for themselves. Uh, and as we all know, historically, canonically, it's going to kind of think the thing that screws them up for a little bit. Yeah, yeah. It's in, it's it's always interesting with these prequel things in Star Wars, seeing how it ends up and seeing how it connects. But seeing just this, the minute he said quarterly reports, I'm like, that's that's why you lose. Well, yeah, I mean, that it, right there, yeah, and that's the first thing the First Order brought back too. When they're like, oh, we're Empire's back, it's new, we painted everything different. What's next? Quarterly reports, get them in. There we go. Because it's too big. They like you said, it's too big. They they get they get lost in the details, and then then. Nobody wants to do the work, and that's why they fail. You know, they, they, well, they, and, and, and and contrasted with this group over here fighting against them who are eating roots from the ground. Yeah, exactly. And they are probably not filling out quarterly reports. They're just trying to stay alive. Also, I got to say, there's a little parallel here between Cyril and Deidre because, like, they were both trying to, like, convince their bosses to let them do yeah. something. And both bosses yeah. were like, just do the work, kid, and go home. Like, you know, yeah. it's like, so Except I wonder. Dedra plays, a, Dedra plays a better game than Cyril. She does. Yeah, yeah. But maybe Dedra will teach Cyril something. Maybe they'll get together and do a little, you know, smooch, smooshy or something, you know? You're saying Sarah and Dedra yeah. will do a little out of room scene? Yeah, a little out of room scene. Yeah. 
Oh, it's like the, the, the Outer Rim Sieges is not going to devolve into Sieges anymore. Not not when we have a brothel on the show. Okay. Do we, we hit upon this a little bit in the beginning, but I think about trust and about trusting anyone on this show. Do either of you think that we can trust anyone on this show aside from Cassian and Mon Mothma? And even then, maybe not Caitlin and Bush. No, I and and that's what makes it exciting, though, right? Uh, that's kind of what we came into this for, knowing that we were going to be getting this this uh, this political intrigue, that we were going to be getting this this the start of Cassian's spy story along with the rebellion, and that's that's what makes it really entertaining and different from a lot of the other Star Wars things that we've seen. Like we were saying last week, you know, uh, there's always these gray areas, but Star Wars ultimately is is all the time, and I've always been this very black and white with the the gray in between, especially as we continue on in time and expand the universe more. But with this show, especially, I mean, we are seeing the 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 shades of gray within the gray that already existed kind of thing. It's it's going to continue this way. And I really like that I don't necessarily know what to expect from any of the characters other than, and even Cassian already is kind of taking us by surprise. Mm-hmm. Let me ask you this, Kate, and follow-up question. Mon Mothma, mm. she comes up, she's all dressed in white, and she's, she you know, looks fantastic. Her, I would like to wear what fantastic. she's wearing, please. She, she's, mm-hmm. and, and I think... If anyone wants to send Caitlin that, 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 that is the Halloween costume. There we go, right there. <laughs> everyone wants. Yes. There we go. That's, that's what C.M. Bush really stands for, Caitlin Mon Mothma Bush. <laughs> um, but we, we, I just kind of take, at least I kind of take it for granted that she's this pillar of virtue mm. that can't be touched. And we know that she does some dubious things. We know that in Rebels we've seen her do it. We saw her go at it with Saw Gerrera. It's not that she's perfect. But I'm wondering in this show, is she, are we going to see her potentially have a slip, do something way wrong? I hope and have so. have to atone for it. Do you think? I hope you so. She's not, she's not as much of a saint? I think the, the interaction with her husband was very interesting. Well played, Perrin. And no, I'm not being serious. Don't seat them near me. Oh, I've taken care of that. You're at the boring end of the table. These people are fun. Who are they? Are they fun? Yeah. That's the first time that we've ever seen her not perfectly composed, not perfectly uh, uh, in control of the situation. And so we start to see her a little bit more as human, as flawed. This, this, the gray within her grows a little bit. And so I'm incredibly interested to see what her absolute dipshit of a husband here is going to continue with. Because her life Ooh. isn't as perfect as we may, might think it to be. Well, or she herself isn't as perfect. It's her life definitely is. Oh, absolutely. She's got this very, very rich apartment, but there are guards everywhere. And I'm looking. I'm like, these walls have ears. There are guards, mm-hmm. and there's people that her own spouse ha- is bringing into their home that she is not comfortable right. around, and he it, it, knows yeah. this. Idiot yeah. husbands inviting Sly Moore to their house. And by her own words to Luthen, she says she feels like she's under siege. Yeah. And she's not talking about the delightful feature film. No. No, no, no. No. Matt Romano, same question. Do you think we can trust anybody? Do you think Mon Mothma is going to have a moment where she proves to not be a saint? And number three, do you trust Perrin Perrin Mothma? Mr. Mothma? <laughs> Mr. Mothma. Oh, that's like the no. Michael Keaton movie you didn't see. Um, Perrin, Mon Mothma's husband, we'll call him Mr. Mothma, Mr. Mothma. for now. Yeah. Um, yeah. Those are the three questions. So, okay. one, 
do you think we can trust anyone on this show? Uh, no. And that's I'd like, and like Caitlin said, I think it's the best part of the show right now. It's like any of these people can turn to any side at any moment, except Cassian. We know that that's not going to happen. But even, yeah. but not, maybe not. <laughs> maybe not. Maybe we, we will. We just maybe know it's like Cassian's not even his real name. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's actually his twin brother. And we're going to meet the real one in a well, few episodes. What else are you <laughs> hiding? <laughs> um, second, uh, Mon Mothma and Mr. Mothma. I hope she like kills him, honestly. Like they like you think Ms. Yes. Mrs. Mothma's going to kill Absolutely. Mr. Mothma? Yeah, like they're going to ha- they're going to get in a little either like a scuffle or escape, she's going to have to like kill him and then escape, like yeah, I don't know. Escape on the Coruscant clouds on Mothra. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. What Mothra the, the Godzilla monster? Yeah, crossover. Crossover event. <laughs> crossover no, what, event. Uh, yeah, wow, uh, the look on Mariticide. Mariticide. Yes. Um, so you think um, the Mothmas are, you know, are going to have it out. Yeah, like she, he's going to keep pushing her buttons and like, you know, getting her in trouble. And then she's going to have no choice but to kill him and then use his death as like a cover to make it make her look like she's in on everything. Or, love I don't know, this. Or yeah, I love this. Happen. It's unlikely, and, but I love it. Yes. And this is <laughs> I, I don't know, because this is an interesting thing, because we've we've in Leia, Princess of Alder on the book. There's this whole plot line where Bale and Mon Mothma have led the tabloids to think they're having an affair. Oh. And that's how they cover them getting together to talk about the rebellion. Interesting. So Leia, in fact, before she finds out of the rebellion, little Leia finds out about the affair. She she's upset about that and then finds out, oh, it's the it's the rebellion. That's so much better. Ooh, wild. Um so there's yeah it's <laughs> then an my dad cheating on my mom. Yeah. yeah. But I unless I, I really should reread it, I don't remember there being any talk of Mon Mothma's husband. And if there was he was he was not named Perrin. I think Perrin. he at first was only in the databank. Hope he as dies. Mon yeah. Mothma husband. So he he's dies. also when we pick up with with Mrs. Mothma in the aftermath books after Return of the Jedi, he ain't around. He's going he's down, baby. He's about. going down. When she, it's, when it's she becomes yep. Chancellor of the New Republic, he's not like the Jet Dowager Council, like. Right, chancellor or something. Yeah. He's not the, the, the first thing. husband. The, the chancellor consort. Oh, and he's he's, he's got to die because he can easily sell her out. There's no way he's going to stick around. This you think this that's how bag. it's going to happen? Yeah. He's going to sell her out, and she'll have like a, a quiet poisoning moment. It's like, why don't you just kill me, Mothma? He says, I already did five minutes ago. <laughs> yeah, I think so. And I, he just oh, and then he spits up, and then he spits up blood and <laughs> falls to the ground. Tell Cersei it was me. <laughs> I think someone's going to give him a hug if he has me. Someone's going to come and give him a hug if you know what I'm talking about. Is it me? Yeah, that's oh, right. Oh, yeah, you want me? You do want, hey, yep. Mr. Mothma. Yeah. Come here. Do you, want to, do you want to hug me? There we go. There's not much of me left. Bring it there in. Go. But you can hug Maybe Cassian. Leg. Maybe Cassian's going to be called in to kill oh, Mr. Mothma. Yeah, and that's how they become friends. Yeah. Yeah. There's not another assassin on Coruscant they could bring. It's like, hey, no, let's get this guy from Aldani. <laughs> well, who knows? Maybe, maybe Luthan will use his it's extendable stuff. Let's yeah. do it. I, mean, I don't know. Yeah. I like it though. It's like anyway. I, I don't know, but I, I like the idea. I, I, I so there's someone we can agree. Yeah, Perrin Mothma. Bad. Reason, we should sound the hot take alarm. That's a big hot take, but I think he's dead. Yeah, no, there you go. Hot take. Um, there we go. There yeah. we go. Sure. The, the real house husbands of Coruscant. <laughs> um, See, I watch him. That'd be me. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, that's, that's totally, who that Matt would be. Matt wants to be the trophy you. husband I in the Star Wars like, universe. Exactly. <laughs> Who's trophy husband on Coruscant? Who invited Sly Moore to the company <laughs> basketball game? Frickin' Romano like, over there. I didn't there. know he had good and seats. I don't know. He didn't even know. <laughs> he was too busy with, <laughs> too busy with his quarter, quarterly reports. 
And look, he's wearing an Orioles hat. <laughs> never. God, never. Oh, oh. That's all right. All right, move dark on. Okay, final man. question. Um, Well, um, not final question. Second to last question. Anything that stuck out to either one of you that I haven't brought up with? Let's start Matt Romano. No, I think you nailed everything. I mean, uh, we were speak, talking about this a bit before the show started, but it's it's such an interesting Star Wars show because it's just very different. It's it's even even the way we're talking about it and, and watching it. It's um it's a different experience, but I love it. I love all Star Wars. I love all different flavors of Star Wars. Really enjoying the series. And the only thing that really stood out for me was um Luthen's performance when he switched from mm. from like you know spy Luthen to like he almost did like a Joaquin Phoenix Joker. You know, in the mirror. I don't know. The transition. Uh, yeah. You're talking in that a good way or a bad way? Good way. Good way. Oh, yeah, because I thought that was amazing. It was amazing. I have, yeah. I have not seen Joker, but I, I, yep. I love that. You don't I need love to. That yeah, 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 yeah. No, I'm not but I'm, Yeah, but I'm just saying, but, like, you know, like, he did, like, the little dance he does, he kind of, like, he, like, contorts himself into character. It's very yeah. interesting. Yeah, I, 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 as a fan of Stellan Skarsgård, yeah. I was like, that it's was some a good wonderful work. moment. Yeah. I, I, I just, I guess I... I was looking forward to the show because it's Star Wars. I wasn't prepared, and I, and I was prepared for it to be good, for it to be very good. Yeah, I was not prepared for it to be this good in this way. Yeah, for some reason, I didn't. Yeah, didn't, yeah. I don't know what I thought it would be. I didn't think it would be this. Caitlin and Bush, anything stuck out to you that we haven't brought up yet? I think we we really did cover the gambit. I I don't necessarily know if I have anything to add. I'm just I'm thrilled. Uh, with this show so far, like I, I log into Disney plus and watch it and I'm immediately just at, overwhelmed by how much I'm enjoying the, the, the intrigue and the, the subtlety that comes with it too. There's a lot of like quiet moments. There's mm-hmm. a lot of, um, as we said last week, you know, this isn't a show necessarily that the kids are going to want to sit around and watch, but yeah. it's very much a show that you have to pay attention to in a way that you that obviously we all pay attention to Star Wars stuff, but you really have to focus in. You can't get distracted. Otherwise you're going to miss something that's now, integral right. to what's going on. Mm-hmm. An entire storyline could change with one little glance. Yeah. I, I, to even today I was, I was watching it and during, um, uh, the transition in which he, he turns from his rebellion side to, he puts on the wig and puts on the, the rings and all this stuff. And I looked away for like, 10, 15 seconds because I was distracted by something else that was going on and I had to rewind because I was like, what just, why, that's Stellan? Why does he have different hair now? What's (laughs) happening? So. Oh, yeah, you got to go back and I'm, I'm waiting for the gifts of that scene. Yeah. I'm going to, I'm going to pile them up. Uh, Final question. I'm going to, no, no aside froms or anything like that. Favorite character in this episode, Caitlin M. Bush. Oh my goodness. Can be anyone. I favorite character even in, in people that we've already met. No, episode four. Only characters that are uh, in episode four. Okay, could I'm, be could not aside from Cassie or Amon Mothma. They are in the mix. You can you can go with them. I, I mean, we're gonna have to go with Mon Mothma. Like Mon I, Mothma. like like she she's such a badass. She's so poised. But I love this little like we were talking about this little intimate moment where you saw the facade. Not even necessarily the facade, because I do believe that she is that that composed that that much of a badass. But you saw this little bit of vulnerability wherein her she herself is not perfect, where she has this marriage that is making her feel uh, vulnerable and like she isn't safe in in her own life, in her own apartment, in her marriage. Uh, and that's a, a, a gray scale uh, that, that we are getting now that I'm very excited about. 
I would. I really like the moment in the speeder when she's between the gallery and her house, and she uh, yeah. just like when she takes, unbuttons, loosens her her her, her dress a little bit, yeah, her collar a little bit. Like, wow, your beautiful senatorial dress is actually chafing you. Yeah, it's actually mm-hmm. like choking the life yeah. out of you, isn't it? Mm-hmm. That's it's good. A, it's like a golden chain. It's beautiful, but it's you know locking you in and locking you into a role that is exhausting. Yeah, to play. Mm-hmm. that's very true. Must be. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's a, that's a solid, solid answer. Um, Matt Romano, same question. I hope you don't say Mr. Moth. No, I'm not going to say Mr. Moth. That guy's going to die. That guy's got to go. Um, but I will say, I mean, real quickly, cause I have a few thoughts. Mon Mothma, just because <laughs> I, I, I mean, as a, since I was a kid, I like that that's just the thought. Just the thought. I, as a yeah. kid, I've been obsessed with her. I mean, you like, oh, yeah. Yeah. since Return of the Jedi, not knowing anything about her, before well, all of this, so she was like the, an angel. Yeah, just like who like, is this yeah. woman? It's like the many boffins yeah. died, you know. And to see her that like now she's this fully formed character. I love her. Always loved her. And the Genevieve O'Reilly has from deleted scenes yes. in Revenge of the Sith all the way through Rebels, Rogue One, her. and everything. Yeah, that she's now the de facto yep. Mon Mothma and has done, played the character way more than Mrs. Blakiston. Yeah, of, mm. of course. Yeah, yeah. Return of the Jedi. Yeah. yeah. But then also, like, I'm sure we're going to grow to love the rebels more as we learn more about them. They're going to break I, out in a yes. few episodes. But then the other uh, character we didn't talk about is um, the ship's computer. Yes. Oh, yes. Ship. The little, the little eyes that are following Cassian not... around. They're like, hey, dude, what He's are like, you doing? Get out of hey? here. Yeah. <laughs> what are you doing? Yeah. Something I can help you with. It may be, and I'm, I'm, I've got our top men looking on this. Okay. It might be a droid from the Fondor shipyards. Incredible. I don't mm-hmm. have confirmation on that, so I didn't put it in the Easter egg thing, but there may be some canon somewhere or legends precedent for okay. that. But yeah. Yeah. Uh, that I was like cool that. Moment. He's like a zooped Delightful. up Alexa in there. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Always listening. Always watching. Yeah. I like it. It's good. Yeah. But that's it. Yeah. All right. Well, with that, we're going to go to break, but we're fine. We're all fine here now. Thank you. Don't turn us off. Hey, Brian. Hey, Caitlin. Hello, Matt. Hey, Matt. So remember a few months ago, I was talking about these guys, Johnny DC and Marvelous Joe over at the Dynamic Duel DC vs. Marvel podcast? Vividly. No, I have no memory of that. You have no memory of that. Well, I want to take a sec to give them another quick shout out. This is a really fun podcast where in each episode, they debate who would win in hypothetical DC versus Marvel character matchups. And these guys are about to celebrate a big milestone, their 300th episode on October 4th. Ooh. Wow. That's, that is a lot. I mean, we're, 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 we're over 100 between the, the old show and this one, but we've got a little ways to go before we get that's, 300. That's, that's a lot. That's a lot of episodes, y'all. That's a lot. That's a lot of gum. <laughs> that's a lot of gum. <laughs> and for their 300th episode, they are doing Young Justice versus Young Avengers. Ooh. Yeah, that's a good matchup. Brian, Kalen, who, who do you think would win that? Young Avengers has Yelena Belova and Kate Bishop, right? Yeah, well, yeah, I guess, I guess yeah, what so- iteration, yeah. Depends on the yeah. iteration. So, Young Avengers. Okay. I'm going to have to go with Young Justice, y'all. That's because you love that show. I would also I go Young Justice. I love the show. It's so good. You know who I want to see? I want to see Mr. Fantastic versus Plastic Man. I imagine a lot hey. of twisting. You know, yeah, that's well, You're bendy? no stranger to that. <laughs> yeah, you're damn right. Anyway, hmm. how do they determine the winners? I didn't ask. Great question. I would love to tell you. <laughs> 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 they actually find answers through mathematical fight simulations 
which is very interesting and fun. Mm. I definitely recommend checking. Do they use Mon Mathma? <laughs> they use Mon Mathma. <laughs> Can't believe it. So oh over God. on Dynamic Duel, listeners can expect to hear the latest Marvel and DC news, as well as the results of fights between their favorite Marvel and DC characters. They also review the latest Marvel and DC films and television shows. So if you're fans of Marvel and DC and looking for a podcast that breaks it all down, look no further than Dynamic Duel. You can listen to them on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or any podcast app. You can also learn more about their show by visiting dynamicduel.com or on Instagram under Dynamic Duel Podcast and Twitter at dynamic underscore duel. This is Vanessa Marshall, and you're listening to Return of the Pot, a podcast about Star Wars. May the Force be with you. And as always, many boats. We're back, and that's going to take us into a brand new segment called Cool Club. I think you're cool. Ooh. Oh, all right. Hey, everyone. Hey. Welcome oh. to Cool Club, wow. where cool people talk about cool things. Ooh. Today, I'm happy to welcome Caitlin Bush and Matt Romano, my friends. Welcome to Cool Club. Wow. It, thank you, Brian. Thank you. It wow. is certainly I'm, cool in here. I'm yeah. honored. Yeah. Now, the whole idea of Cool Club mm. is for cool people to talk about cool things. Yeah. So it's all very, very cool. Cool. And so in today's yeah. edition of the club, I'm going to talk about something very, very cool. Mm. Cool. Now, this was such a cool Easter egg from the first three episodes of Andor, and it really got my cool motor going. The pistol that Cassian uses on Ferrex is an MW-20 Briar pistol, and it might look and feel familiar to you if you played the classic Dark Forces games, because in those games, as Kyle Katarn, you can use the K-16 Briar pistol, which is of a very, very similar design. Oh. Now, I don't know about you, but I think that is cool. <laughs> Would you both agree? Pretty cool, That's pretty Brian. cool, Brian. That's cool. cool. Want to hear something that takes that over the top? I <gasps> would love it. Aside from the fact that a lot of people point immediately said, hey, we used that blaster as Kyle Katarn. I believe it's the second Dark Forces game. You know who voices the character of Jan Ors in that game? Oh, Is no. it someone cool? Our very good friend, Vanessa Marshall. What? And That's I don't think really cool. you get any cooler than that. All right, well, until next week. Ice cold. Hey, <laughs> keep it cool. I think you're cool. That'll take us into real talk. I'm looking forward to having some real talk with some real folks. All right, over on Apple Podcasts, a big thank you to Resfi for your very, very nice review. On Twitter, listener Rach D pointed this out to me. I hadn't seen it, but it was in the trivia guide for episode three of Andor. This is regarding the flashbacks. Um, when we, we were talking about the separatist sigils and the Republic mentions and what this might mean when it's set. Get this. According to this entry, the flashbacks happen towards the end of the Republic. So in those flashbacks, the Clone Wars have not begun. Ooh. Crazy. The crew of this ship are wearing the Separatist symbols, but the Separatist Alliance hasn't been fully established yet. Ooh. The Republic or another entity must already be mining Canari because we saw that huge crater, but later on the Empire will condemn the whole planet because of, you guessed it, an environmental disaster. So, 
Those flashbacks are before Attack of the Clones, so we may see Marva, her mate Clem, and little Kasa get caught up in the very start of the Clone Wars conflict. So that's, I didn't even think that that was a possibility. That's, that's neat. cool. That's, that's very neat. cool. That's very cool. I mean, that sh- it's almost I mean, should it's have been cool a cool club, club but it's cool. Been, but yeah. it's it cool. is. But it's but it was real talk because this was if, if not for you, Rach D, I probably would have, well I would have seen it later, but not enough to put it on the it's show. So huge fun. thank you to you for pointing that out. Yeah, it's it's excuse me, Matt, but since it's at the ready, it's fun as. Woo! It is. It is it's what it is. I'm excited to see Spicy. what it comes from that. Yeah. Next thing on a personal note, I please forgive me for a moment. Um, but I, I want, I want to reach out to some listeners and, and thank you for this. I've been doing some writing for screen crush over the last several weeks and last week and this week I'm filling in and doing voiceover for some of their videos as well as writing. I should know by now not to ever look at comments, mm. especially on YouTube, but Aww. I couldn't help it. I had wanted to see what was, what was missing, what, so we could call it but out. You're bringing it up here. So my hope is that it's, it's. Positive. Yeah, yeah I hope this is positive. Um, yeah. I, I wanted to see what I missed, and we'll just say that no, no surprise. YouTube comments are not the same as podcast comments. <laughs> they're, um, they're, they're a little rough, yeah. and I guess after so yeah. long, my my skin has maybe gotten a little thin. I don't know, but the reason that I'm mentioning all of this is that in all of the there are only two of them up so far, but there's going to be two more at least that I'm doing the voice of. There are so many comments from Return of the Pod listeners. Oh. And some of you reference the pod. Some of you reference me specifically. Some just say hello. Some drop a many boats or another catchphrase <laughs> that we use on this oh. show. I just really want to thank you all for doing that. Any of you who did, it's one of those things that's not necessary, but I got to tell you, and this sounds so lame, but in the depths of these very dreary comment sections where I'm feeling like just total incompetent seeing a little like a many boats or something like that from a name I recognize it. And again, this sounds lame, but it's true. It felt like just a little touch of home. There's nothing Aww. lame about that. That's sweet, yeah. Brian. It That's was really lame at all. Nice. So I love it. So I just really, really um, want to thank everybody that did that. I saw it and Y'all it, rock. Was, it really meant keep, a lot. Keep, keep, gas, keep gassing Brian up. It's like Lando showing up at Exegol. Yeah. <laughs> there, are, there are more of us except yeah, the stakes are a little higher there. But, uh, <laughs> Just a little, little bit. But Oh, how could we say that, you know, brothels and sex have never been mentioned before on screen <laughs> when Exegol is one giant eyes wide shut? You know shot? what? How have we not made that connection? It's yeah. true. How, it's true. How is it possible? There we go. Well, to be fair. 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 That was Exegol. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. One giant sex party. <laughs> <laughs> so it's. I forgot about that. It's Remember like that? Planet. <laughs> Oh. Now I do. AKA Planet Bravo. I'll get the, the visual guide. I have the Rise of Skywalker oh, visual guide. I remember. Guide. Oh. I'm going to go oh, have nightmares about that we're tonight not again. Thank you. This. Anyway. Yeah, you, you talk about visual guide in the Rogue One visual dictionary. Yeah. You know where it lists Cassian as being from? Where? The same place Marva insists that he told everyone he was from. Oh. She's like, Fest, you told everyone you were from Fest, right? You're from Fest. Where does it say he's from in the visual dictionary? 
Fest. Wow, look at so that. Even, even the visual dictionary to you. has been gaslit <laughs> into believing that he is from Fest. Amazing. With that, we're going to head to the gallery and buy some junk for Mon Mothma's husband. But join us next week where we'll continue to cover Andor. I've been in this fight since I was six years old. In the meantime, you can find us on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook, and TikTok at Return of the Pod. You could also find our website at returnofthepod.net, where you can leave voicemails, visit returnofthepod.store. We can buy all kinds of merchandising. 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 And you can also find us directly every once in a sunshine moon. You can find Caitlin M. Bush where? You can occasionally find me at, at Caitlin M. Bush. That is C-A-I-T-L-I-N-M. Bush like the beer, not like the presidents. Matt Romano, you can be found where? You can find me at, at Matt Romano, M-A-T-T-R-O-M-A-N-O on Twitter. And I can be found on Twitter and Instagram at Brian Silliman. That's at B-R-I-A-N-S-S and Sky Guy. I-L-L-I-M-A-N. Stretch out your feelings and share your thoughts. We love hearing from you. Subscribe, leave a comment, and give five stars if you're feeling generous. Snoke them if you got them. Take it, Sheevy. And remember, hope is like the sun. If you only believe in it when you can see it, you'll never make it through the night. Many boats and be the spark. the mugs uh <sighs> mr mothma you know Zula, i gotta um, go to bed introducing Zula. michael keaton this summer is mr mothma I, I can't talk about uh, the show coming anymore. at cinemas near you um except Zula. really not probably playing right at the pad bay in the city i don't know what are you gonna go on mr mothma there's a problem i don't think i don't think any of us uh, you know, miss those days, but you know, whatever. <sighs> no, nobody wants that anymore. Um, maybe some people do, you know, they can do them, but you know, I'm gonna do me, and uh, you know, just go over here. Okay.